Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. It is November 2nd. We get two days left. Today and tomorrow is going to finish off the uh, week number 44 for the year, which is week number five for the quarter. All righty. So let's get in. Let's just jump in. Not a whole heck of a lot happens on a Thursday, so this is going to be a lot quicker. I can't believe I actually went 55 minutes yesterday. I never do 55 minutes, but hey, had a lot to get out, I guess. All right, so we're going to jump right in, see where we are, see what's going on. Now, I opened up my computer yesterday, and a little tiny bit of panic set in. Okay, so I got eight positions, and three of them were in the money. Now, When you're selling off options and all your stocks are less than what you paid for them, yet you still sold off options to bring in some cash flow, which is, you know, the main thing that we're doing here. And you look at your your computer and you say, three of them are in the money, which means I'm going to lose money on three positions. But needless to say, open it up this morning and nothing is in the money, which is, you know, it's good and it's bad. You know, the good part about it is, yeah. I'm not going to lose any money by selling something for less than I paid for it. That's good. It's kind of bad because we're apparently, by the evidence that is self-evident, we seem to be in a down market where almost everything I own is less than what I paid for it. But you know what? The cash flow keeps rolling in, and that's what we're here for. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm assuming you guys are here for education, entertainment, or whatever you want to call it. All right, so first on the list would be Ford because, you know, it is what it is. So 30 days ago today, Ford is sitting at the 30-day high of 1244. Okay, thing went sideways for four weeks, and finally, last Friday, she dipped she dipped pretty damn big okay she actually gapped down which i love gap downs because you know there's a gap up coming up soon that thing's gonna fill eventually okay we gapped down made a new low on friday okay if that wasn't bad enough we made another new low on monday if that wasn't bad enough we came up with yet again another new low so ford actually hit 963 I've gone to Subway and bought a complete lunch for less than that. You know, you get the big Subway sub, you get a sandwich, um, some chips and a soda, and then you're good to go. That, instead of getting my Subway this weekend, I don't think I'm going to buy me some more Ford. Why not? 963, how can you not love it? The book value is higher than 963, so I don't really see any uh, downside. Okay, we It employs a lot of people. Makes a lot of stuff, brings in a lot of money. So, so <laughs> got comments from the peanut gallery in the background. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's Ford. I have no problem whatsoever just holding on to it and just seeing what it does, because I don't see the risk in Ford. I don't. Anytime you can buy a stock for less than what the book value is, if you don't understand what book value is, go look it up. I've gone over a couple of times over the last few weeks. It's basically the yard sale price. You're going to go liquidate everything? That's what it is. Book value. All right. Anyway, so we're sitting at 991 yesterday. Okay. Now, I'm into Ford. 
uh, where are we? I got 500 shares at, uh, at 1242. Now, all the premiums for forward. Now, this is one of the issues you get into when you have low dollar stocks. Now, I'm considering um, Ford as a low dollar stock because it's below 10 at the moment. When you get to a low dollar stock, um, one strike out of the money is adequate. Two strikes, not really worth anything. So I ended up selling the 11 the $11 strike price, not for this week, but for next week. Only because this week really sucked. I mean, the numbers just weren't there. I'll give you, a, for, uh, you know, an example. Let's put it in there. F into the trade grid. We got uh, 10.03 over 10.04. Wow. Okay, so at the money, right now, at the money, <clears throat> the $10 uh, strike price is selling for $0.06 cents a share. Now, if you're buying it at 10.04 and you're selling somebody the right to buy it from you at 10, you got to take that four cents right off the top. So you're gaining two cents. Okay, great. Two cents out of a $10 stock. Okay, that kind of sucks. The 10 and a half, worthless. Okay, but that's, that's this week's. Can't really expect much out of that only because it is a... Uh, What's the word am I looking for? Um, wasn't really worth anything. So here you go. Next week's 10. So if you bought Ford today at 10, because it's at 10.04 right now. If you bought it at 10, you sold someone the right to buy it from you at 10, you're bringing in 16 cents. Okay? Now granted, 16 cents is not a lot of money. Okay? So let's go over the number really quick. 16 cents. Um, actually, you wouldn't collect all that. You're only going to collect, um, well, at the money, it's 10.04. So you take that four cents right off the top. So you're only bringing in uh, 12 cents. So let's back up and let's go to 12 cents. And we want to divide that by the purchase price, which the, the strike price, which is 10 bucks. Okay, so that's a 1.2%. Now that's Ford. I really don't think Ford's going to go anywhere. But then you get carrying it into next week. So you have to hold it for 10 days. So that's 1.2% for 10 days. And I'm pretty much okay with that. Now, if I had any more money, I would jump on Ford. But the money that I have set aside, I got to kind of hold on to it to, um, uh, what's the word? To buy back any options that may surprise the hell out of me. <laughs> You know, because we have today and tomorrow, <clears throat> I might be in the money on any one of them. Look at it. I get the, I have enough to buy a bunch more. You know what? I think I will. Uh, it's at ten bucks. How could I not buy Ford at ten bucks? So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna buy a covered share. Okay, covered is nine eighty eight. So a thousand shares would be. <clears throat> 4,800. Now remember, I'm buying on margin, so 1,000 shares, 4,800. So I'm going to buy uh, 2,000 shares because I got, you know, I got the freaking money. Why not? It's sitting there. Um, and there you go. Right there. So I'm going to buy uh, and it just went. Okay, 986, which is 14, which is 12 cents. Alright, so I just made 1.2% for the next two weeks. Now, funny thing is, where are we? Okay. <clears throat> that 
act that I just did right now brings my cost basis down to 1055. All right, so I'm into Ford now at 1055. I sold off next week's 11 um, for two cents a share. And I sold off next week's 10 for 23 cents a share. So see how the numbers are a little on the weird side? Now I could go in and buy that um, 11 for next week at two and a half cents a share because it went up a little bit. I sold it at two, it's at two and a half. So I could buy that at two and a half and then sell the uh, the additional 10. Not because then it wouldn't, the numbers wouldn't work right. Because if I bought it back, that would free up the 500 shares that I sold off yesterday. But selling the 10 for next week, what's the 10 and a half look like? Because the 10 and a half for next week is 11. Okay, so let's try that. Let's go in and buy the, oops, I didn't do that one. We're going to buy the 10s. No, the 11s. All right, so I'm going to buy the, the 500 the 11s. Whoops. 500 at 3 cents a share. What that's going to do is that's going to release the 500 shares that I already had. Okay? It's going to cost me a whopping... $18. So I'm going to buy back those shares. I mean, those that, that, that contract. All right, so I bought back the contract. Now that I own the contract again, I'm going to sell next week's 10 and a half for five cents a share. So I just made two cents a share. You know, it really wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> I made a whopping was a ten bucks for all that effort. Really wasn't worth it. And wait, it got filled at seven, so I made five twenty uh, five bucks. Okay, so it's twenty five bucks. Big deal. So let's go back to where we were. All right, next on the list is General Motors GM. It'd be kind of nice to, uh, you know, if Ford actually goes over that strike price. That way I can be out of Ford and get into something else again. Because as much as I love Ford, the premiums aren't as good as the, uh, let's say, Target, PPG, uh, KMB, or WFC. Some of the, you'll see as you progress, some of the premiums are just higher on different stocks. And it all comes down to a numbers game. Okay, now, <clears throat> I've been saying this over and over and over and over again. I'm going to continue to say it over and over and over again. So once you figure out what stocks you want to buy, it's never, should I buy it or should I not buy it? It just all depends on where they are in their pricing at the moment. Okay, so if I have a list, like this week's list that we had to choose from, I think it was like 12 or 14 different companies to look at. Any single one of them would have been on my list. Any single one. So I take a look at the numbers because I'm strictly a numbers guy and I have no quorums whatsoever buying and holding off for a long period of time. Perfect example, KMB. I've ha I'm going to get into that in a couple of seconds, but let's cover up GM and then we'll move forward. Okay, so GM, 30 days ago today, was at 3306. That's a 30-day high. 
Okay, and that's the middle of profit taking. So you have profit taking settled up, increased profit taking again, increased profit taking again, increased profit taking, and all the way down the line until finally on Monday, GM hit the bottom. Okay, and that's only the bottom for this 30 day period. I mean, it's not bottom for, you know, the whole life cycle of General General Motors. It's just this 30-day period. And why are we looking at just this 30-day period? Well, because most of my positions ideally are five days. That's it. So by looking at the last 30 days or the last, yeah, the, the last four or five weeks allows me to see what the actual trend is. Because it's an old saying when it comes to investing in stocks. The trend is your friend right up to the end. Because if you continue following the trend, that's the way the stock's going to go. Until it works all the time. Until it doesn't. <laughs> that's just the way it is. It will continue to work until it doesn't. So we had the 30-day bottom at 26.79. Okay, great. I would love to have bought some more, but like... I didn't have enough. All right. <clears throat> My position on General Motors, I got 1,600 shares at 33.64. Okay. I sold someone the right to buy it from me at 28 and a half. We're at 28 now. So I have today and tomorrow to keep my eye on this thing to make sure she stays, you know, well, I have no control of where it stays, but to keep my eye on it to see what strategies I use. Now, am I going to need to buy it back? Am I going to let it ride? Am I going to roll it forward? Now, rolling it forward is probably something you've never heard of. Basically, what that means is I'm going to let the option expire on Friday, and then Monday, I'm going to sell off something else. It's just rolling it forward. <clears throat> so, we're at 28 for General Motors. We sold off to 28.50. Granted, the uh, premium has decreased. I could go in and buy the premium for less than I sold it for and sell next week's for a little bit more money. Um, let's take a quick gander at it. Take a look. Okay, so today, the tw I'm going to put stock symbol in, make sure I'm looking at the right one. Today, the 28.50 is going for 15 cents. Okay, next week's 28.50 is going for 42 cents. But I wouldn't sell next week's twenty-eight fifty. The reason being is because we're at twenty-eight now. Actually, we're at twenty-eight forty-two. So yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be looking more at the uh, the twenty-nine and a half, which gets closer to the purchase price. However, I'm just going to let it play out and see what happens for the next couple of days, uh, today and tomorrow, and then we'll go from there. All right, next on the list, KMB. Look at that. Mm. Now, two seconds ago, I was telling you about <laughs> looking at in the money. And I just had three of them because I'm on delayed data because I have no real need for, um, what do you call it, um, real time. I really don't because all my stuff is usually after hours numbers. See where it is, see what it's done. Do I really care what happens during the day? Well, kind of yes, kind of no. You know, I, I need to know to find out what's going on. Now, this is not good because I'm looking at KMBs in the money, PPGs in the money, Target's in the money, and USB is in the money. <laughs> what does that mean? I really don't know because I haven't gotten there yet. Right now, we're about to open up KMB. Okay, KMB. 
Now, Kimberly Clark I've had for quite a while. But here we go with the numbers. You ready? 30 days ago today, we're looking at 120.60. Okay. Four weeks ago, we get the bottom of the 30-day period. And that is 116.32. So from there, we shoot up and come up with 124.21. Now, that was on the 19th, which was um, two weeks ago. From there, we had like five or six days of profit-taking. It came up with a new bottom last Friday at 116.63. Now, from there, she jumps up. She gapped up this morning, okay, which means the gap is going to either fill today, tomorrow, or sometime during the week. But we're sitting at 120.61. Now, with KMB, Kimberly Clark, I'm into it at 143. I sold the 120s, giving somebody the right to buy it from me at 120. Okay, now um, that's $23 possible losing. I'm not going to do that. So <clears throat> I'm going to keep my eye on it. At this moment in time, the premium that I collected, 45 cents, had doubled in value to 92 cents. All right, so what does that mean? Well, at this moment in time, it doesn't really mean anything. That means whoever bought that option from me has the privilege or the opportunity to buy it from me at 120. So they could today buy it from me at 120 and then do whatever they want with it. But to me, and it's kind of wasted because we're at 120.45, which would kind of break even for whoever whoever bought it from me. So it doesn't really make sense. So I got to keep my eye on it between today and tomorrow to make sure. Um, and I still have like $6,000 left. I'm going to have to hold on to that 6000 So I normally would reinvest it. But that looks like an opportunity. I'm going to be paid in the fiddler on one of these dance cards. Okay, so KMB at this moment is in the money, and that does not make me happy. But it is what it is, and that's part of the game. Part of the game is every once in a while, you do have to pay the fiddler. And with... Four companies in the money. It looks like I'm going to be paying the fiddler, but how much am I going to be paying? Am I willing to take a loss? And why am I not connecting? I just got booted. Damn, that happens happened in a while. So I'm going to pause for a little bit while I get reconnected and go from there. And I'm comfortable with Ford and certainly where it's at today. It's, you know, okay. it was so, oversold. We're just talking to some of the guys in the uh, in the room, and we're talking about Ford. And um, if you guys remember, <clears throat> I think it was last week or the week before, Ford dropped down to eleven fifty eight, and it's like, oh, Ford eleven fifty eight, let's jump in. So we jumped in, bought some at eleven fifty eight. Now we're looking at the numbers of our average price. And okay, and our Ford dropped below ten, and it's like, all right, do we get some more to? Uh, cut down the average price which which is called cost I mean dollar cost averaging. So I originally jumped into Ford back in September at 1263. Okay, got 400 shares at 1263. Then last week it looked so good at 1158, I bought some more. And then just this morning it was down to 10. Now I'm looking at the premiums. I sold Next week's premium for two cents a share, which, you know, granted, it's not a lot of money, but we're not here to get a lot of money. We're here to get just a little bit, okay? 
That's like playing baseball. Singles, doubles is going to win the game if every single person walked up to the plate and hit a single or a double. Okay? Didn't shoot for the fence. But a single or a double. The team would win. There was a, there was a, a movie about it a few years ago with uh, Brad Pitt called Moneyball. And they just say, you know what? Let's stop looking for the heavy hitters. Let's look for the guys who get singles and doubles on a consistent basis. So let's get back to my example. Dollar cost averaging. So this morning, if you were listening a little earlier, I was at Ford, 500 shares at Ford, and my cost basis was, uh, I forget what it was, because now that I bought 2,000 shares, it dropped my average price. So I don't really remember what my average price was this morning. But now it is at 1055. Now the 1055 is closer to the money than the 1158 was. So the premium that I collect is higher. So I bought a bunch more. It drops my average price, which allows me to sell a premium closer to the money, which gives me a higher return. And if I sell it at 10 and a half, my average price is $10.55. Okay, so the 10 and a half that I sold would be if you add it together. Okay, so you add the premium that you collect to the strike price, and that is your effective sale price. Okay, so the 2,000 shares that I sold this morning at 10, um, I got 23 cents a share. So the effective price on that would be 10.23. Then I just bought back uh, the 11s, next week's 11s, um, at 2 cents. And then I sold the 1050s at 7. So I made 5 cents. Now, 5 cents is not a lot of money. But when you have 2,500 shares, it's a different tune. Okay? If you have 10,000 shares, it's a different tune. Okay? The more shares you have, the higher your return is. Okay. So that's for it. Let's move on. KMB... Um, did we finish up with KMB? I don't know. So let's do let's do it again. Why not? Uh, okay, 30 days ago today, KMB, like I said, was 120.60. Um, we hit four weeks ago, we hit the low at 116.32. The high was two weeks ago at 124.21. She drops down and challenges the bottom at 116.63. Okay, so that's a pretty good indicator that 116 um, is, is the low point for Kimberly-Clark. When it hits it twice in a 30-day period, that gives you some, I don't know, some warm, comfort feeling. Okay, so this is the bottom. So this could actually be the bottom. It's going to hit it twice in the last 30 days. We're sitting at 119.75. Remember I told you she gapped up. She's going to drop down again. She did. Okay, so that's... KMB, we did that one. Let's go to <coughs> PPG. PPG 30 days ago, sitting at 130.12. We got a double high at the 133 area, went sideways for a while. And then we had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 or 11 down days in a row. And we have three days hitting the 120 area. So 120 looks like it could be the bottom for PPG. Um, we're into PPG. Where are we? Where are we? At 150. We sold off the 124s, which is a $26 
difference from what we paid for it. Now we brought in 60 cents a share. Okay, that's 300 bucks. All right, so I could live with collecting $300 a week on PPG because I only got 30 grand into it. Well, I got half of 30 grand because the 30 grand I have into PPG, half of it's mine, half of it belongs to my broker. At the end of the year, I got to pay him a interest for borrowing his money. Or her money, I really don't care. <laughs> I'm not sexist. I'll take it from an it. You know, you have him, her, or it. Can't figure out what you are. Don't get me started on politics. I just, I just don't do it. Next on the list is Target. Target been basically going sideways. Thirty days ago, we're sitting at one ten. Okay, we're sitting between one o five and one twelve for the past month. We got a bottom at 102.93. We got a double top at 113. Gone sideways for a bit. We're sitting at 109 at this moment in time. Okay. I am into target at 135. I sold off the 110s. Okay. Um, I would be very happy to see that expire worthless. I would. Now, USB is in the money. We'll get to that one right now. USB gapped up. Ooh, that does not make me a happy camper. It doesn't. It doesn't. Let's go back the last 30 days. USB, um, 3301, 30 days ago. We basically went sideways on this company too. 3068 to, what is that, 33? Just basically going sideways with a couple anomalies. You have an anomaly which happened on the 17th. We just think shot up on like three or 400% increased volume to hit a high at 3621. Now, that's when the earnings came out and everybody said, yay, let's jump in. All right, everybody jumped in and we had three days of profit taking. Settled back down in the one in the $30 area. Today, she gaps up. She closed yesterday at $31.86. Today, she opens up at $32.43. Great. What is the market maker thinking? I have no idea because there's only one person, only one person who knows the direction of a stock on a daily basis. And that person is the market maker. The market maker will give you clues. Okay, if you look at the last trade, okay, and just before the market opens, you look at what the bid and what the ask is before the market opens. Okay, that will give you an indication. Well, market maker is undecided. The market maker is going to push it down. The market maker is going to push it up. After he decides what he wants, then the stock moves. All right, so I'm into this one at. 36.50. I sold off the 32 and a halfs. Okay. 32.50. The premium was okay. Now, she's sitting at 32.66. So there's a possibility I'll be paying the fiddler on that one. Possible. We have today and tomorrow. And with the gap up that it just had, there's a possibility. Not probability, but possibility that this thing could close the gap and drop back below 32, either today or tomorrow. It's going to do it eventually. If not today, if not tomorrow, might be Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. But we'll discuss that tomorrow right around close. Okay, WFC is last on the list. WFC. All right, 30 days ago today, we're looking at 40.76. She drops down to, what is that, uh, 38.39, that was four weeks ago, 
Okay, that's pretty much the bottom for this 30-day period. Then she gaps up twice, hits a high at 42.37. Profit taken, those gaps fill, and comes to challenge that bottom, but only makes it to 38.58. Go sideways for a little bit. We're sitting at 39.49 at this moment in time, and I sold off the 32. No, WFC, looking at the wrong one. <laughs> That's a little confusing when you do that. Okay, I sold off the 40s. Okay, my price is for, I, I'm into it at 41.57. I sold somebody the right to buy it for me at 40. Okay, I'd be perfectly happy if it stays below 40 for this week. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Anyway, that's basically it for today. Thursday's not a whole heck of a lot happens, but you know what? We're prepping up to go live and actually invite other people to see exactly what I'm doing and be able to ask questions. So imagine if you would, you have a nice little portfolio and you have all these stocks that you own, but you don't really feel 100% comfortable making decisions on your own. You might want someone else to take a look at it. Well, I've been doing this for quite a while and I'm a strictly a numbers person. I do not get emotional about stocks because it's just money. It comes and it goes. But what I am emotional about is good quality um, companies that have shown consistent increase of dividends, payments to their shareholders, uh, has shown some kind of longevity, historical performance, that the company, regardless of who the company is and what they make, that all the numbers are right. The book value, the income, the uh, um, what is that? The sales per share, um, profits per share, dividends per share. I want to make sure anything that I'm looking at has those parameters met. Okay, it's got to be a good company. Got to have historical performance. Have to have increased dividend payments to its shareholders. Because worst case scenario, we're going to do the double whammy here. You ready? Worst case scenario, I own a stock that gives me increased dividends on a yearly basis over and over and over again. Double whammy, double worst scenario is if the company goes bankrupt, what am I going to collect as an investor? Usually, the investors get what the liquidation value is or the book value. The book value is what your accountant is going to say, well, you know, the pros, the cons, the assets, liabilities, everything shuffled up together. This is what it's worth. So if you combined consistently increasing dividends, um, has track record of increasing um, its valuations by what I mean by that is the cash flow coming in. It means the dollars per share coming in it keeps increasing. The book value keeps increasing. The, the dividends keep increasing. If all those numbers are great, then it's on my list. So I'm now down to like four lists. You have the dividend kings, which we all know are who they are. And yeah, Warren Buffett's list. I respect the man. I will take a look at what he's doing. I will even copy some of his. Then I have my 100-year-old stock companies. These companies have actually proven their weight, proven that they can successfully run a company. And then my fourth list I just came up with last week. Every single weekly optionable stock, whether or not they've increased their dividends or not, as long as the uh, book value and the stock price are very close, I mean very close, um, the dividend, I mean the uh, sales per share keeps increasing. Um, and what else was there? Profits per share keeps increasing. So the certain parameters I was looking for 
so that I can continue doing what I'm doing. Now, I'm coming up with a couple other trading strategies. That's going to be a little more in depth. I want to keep this platform, this idea, simple and easy. 1% consistently, predictably, and safely um, on a weekly basis. That's the main objective for this trading platform. I have other trading platforms that I'm thinking about. I might do that with my inner circle for those of you who um, actually want to have safe, secure, and predictable income. Anyway, we're done. only 13 minutes. Oh, my goodness. That's not even – I didn't even know because we cut this in half because I got into – oh, I got booted. That's right. I got disconnected. That happens once in a while. Everybody gets booted once in a while. So anyway, all that being said and done, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly – predictable, consistent, and safe cash flow. You guys have a great day. And tomorrow, I'm going to check in early in the morning just to see what I'm up to. And then again in the afternoon. So tomorrow, Friday, the end of the week, we'll probably do a double session uh, real quick in the morning and then later on in the afternoon, how everything plays out. With that being said, I'm out of here for today and I'll catch you guys again tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.